Welcome to the Surface Wave Podcast in partnership with Wave Cartel Media. For more information, go to www.wavecartelmedia.com. I'm your host, Craze, and with me is my co-host, Groovy Tone. Yep, yep. How you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. It's good to be back on this. It's awesome that we uh, join forces yet again to do something very productive and something people are going to be very excited about. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I appreciate you for wanting to be on the show. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, I just wear so many hats within Wave Cartel that we finally have time to, we're finally at a point where I could take some time away and actually focus on the podcast. So I'm excited for you to be a part of all this. Oh yeah, it's a definite honor, man. It's been a while and I've kept up with a lot of the things that you've been doing and as far as what you've been doing um with your musicians and what you've been doing with your videography and everything like that. It's, it's awesome how you've heightened what you're, what you're doing. Appreciate that, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. We're definitely, as far as audio production and the artists coming out of wave cartel, um, doing so much visually, um, even behind the scenes, everything in house with the audio, um, the beats, shout out Hooligan for producing the beats. Um, recently I started getting into beat production as well. So now we have two different style of beat producers for Wave Cartel. Um, yeah, and now we have a fucking podcast, bro. So now, now a fucking <laughs> podcast, bread. bread so from uh, all that. Hell to yeah. get into it, our first segment, um, just to get to know the hosts, we I asked Groovy to come up with three questions, and mm-hmm. I came up with three questions. Mm-hmm. That we're going to ask each other. We don't know what questions, so it's going to be spontaneous and the answers are going to be genuine. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick music break. We'll be right back. Confused because you can't keep running away. Can't face what I say, baby. Spend too many days scrolling down your pages. All feel way too still. Gonna look anywhere you still love you say. But what can I do to get that body next to me? Only wanted if I'm part of what you see. Can you feel that love? That love, this love, hard to come by. Fly you out for the weekend, send text, no reply. And these times we don't got too much time. I just wanna get away with you, baby. If you knew what I had to do, but this right here is all for you. I just wanna spend this time with you. So tonight, let's get away. Don't let them fuck with the vibe. Cause I can see it in your eye when that body next to mine. Go and run it up, go and do that thing. I'm back in the city for the night. Confused cause you can't keep running away. Can't face what they say, baby. Spend too many days scrolling down your pages, all feel way too still. Gonna look anywhere you still love you say, but what can I do to get that body next to me? Only wanted if I'm part of what you see, can you feel the love? Turn me up the right way, mommy, tell me what your size waist. Looking delicious from this angle, pray they never mind it. Who am I kidding? Look at you, one in the million stunting. Mad cause I believe the words I say, other niggas frontin'. Come get a taste of this guy, so shit you can bite on. Them niggas riding ways trying to say that's the shit that I'm on. It's a funny fucking gotta leave them dead where they stand. Move with a plan, spineless pussy shook in the can. Too bad they so the flat, they never pop it short and turns it like a lot of shit that I've been had, but got to bring it back just for your top.
Confused cause you can't keep running away Can't face what they say, baby Spend too many days scrolling down your pages So I feel we hate you still Gonna look anyway, you still love your say But what can I do to get that body next to me? Only wanted if I'm part of what you see Can you feel that love? Talking all 
all the shit. It's just me and all my brothers. You a bummy, try to touch us. You a dummy, really want a motherfucker undercover. So I'm rolling with four pounds out, getting none of them out. Out at it, let Cooperville. I'm riding through the town, wild. And welcome back to Surface Wave Podcast. First episode. Those songs you heard there, brought to you by Gizmo. Songs called Confusion, featuring Craze. Big Dreams next, with his song title, IDC. Santos. I don't care. Yeah. Santos last with Congo. Uh, Link in the description for all three of these awesome artists so you can get to know them a little bit more, get to know the music that they make. Yep, yep. All of the sounds are awesome. Um, You can go to www.wavecartelmedia.com. You can find links to all that as well. Um, So, yeah, so let's get back into it. So, I'll start. So, this segment, we're just going to get to know the hosts. And these are questions that we have came up with, but the... Um, Groovy doesn't know what I'm going to ask And I don't know what he's going to ask mm-hmm. So first question for me To Groovy is Why do they call you Groovy? To be honest That's a really good question man um, I went off of Groovy Just because first and foremost I had been recording music with You for quite some time now And it didn't matter Who we had recorded with Who we were around Who we surrounded ourselves with I was always just kind of goofy and just chill, you know. I never, you know, had an ego. I I felt like I never had an ego, and I just wanted people to laugh. So I always tried to make sure that I broke the ice with laughter and just being able to be the most chill. I don't... Yeah, I could uh, contest to that. Yeah. I remember uh, last week we were in the studio. It was me, Gizmo, Archie, um, and Hooligan, and you pop in just out of nowhere you know and we're just like you know how you've been doing you know and you you made a comment like i've been laying low like a crocodile or some shit like that yep and just off top i was just like bro like we should make a podcast together just the the, i don't know the genuine personality you're not trying to i don't know be anything that you're not you're definitely groovy but i was just um from like a rapper standpoint like is it groovy or groovy tone because I know for a while we were calling you Groovy Tone. Yeah. And then we just shortened it to Groovy. Yeah. I think we even shortened it to Groove. Yep, yep. So, yeah. So, what, what, where is it at now? So, I usually stick to Groove or Groovy. Um, being in the studio whenever I had came in and uh, just saw what everybody was up to, checked in on everybody and stuff. Groovy was the thing that kind of went around with everybody. So, that's, that's what stuck. I really enjoy it. I really like it because it just manifested itself and... I think it's cool that um, you feel that way about starting a podcast with me just because we have great chemistry. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's insane the, the conversations that we, we have alone, just the conversations that we have. We're, we're just making each other laugh because we both just have off-the-wall shit that we'll say. So yeah. it's like... I, there's been a lot of moments, too, where a lot of uh, intoxicated nights with the homies, and it's just like, we, we are saying a lot of good stuff but a lot of it's just straight bullshit because i've had i've gotten approached a couple times by you know an artist or something because i i I do like to talk and i like to listen and you know anyone could talk to me Mm. but a lot of the time it's just drunk ramble you know so 
But yeah, so yeah, uh, your turn. Yeah, all right. So my question for you first is, what's your overall plan with the podcast, sir? That's a good question. I was going to ask you that too, but I didn't. <laughs> um, so short-term goal, um, I want to be able to showcase uh, music. I want to be able to... I want to be able to have a platform where we could show you guys what we've been working on as well as create something for you guys that just, you know, lets you get away for an hour. Just lets you, you know, vibe out because I want people to go to the Surface Wave podcast and just know that they're going to discover new music or they're going to hear about an album or, you know, just the content, you know, short term uh, goal. I want to just really... um just get organized with that and have that as the the, the, the main idea. Long term goal: I want to get a visual aspect for the podcast, and I want to be able to bring you know artists from around not not around the world per se, but you know local artists or artists from Seattle. We can go out there; they can come out here, and we already have a platform for them. Um, awesome. But yeah, just at the end of the day, I just want to have fun with this, um, and just yeah, like I said, make it a vibe. It's a good thing though, man, because it gives a lot. It gives, I feel like it gives a lot of people the freedom to come in and be able to express themselves and explain themselves with the music that they come out with. Because maybe even where they're from, people may find them misunderstood with the music that they make. So being able to give them a platform, they're able to explain themselves to absolutely somebody that they know yeah. nothing about. They know they know nothing. From on a day to day, you 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 you're on Instagram or uh, Facebook or something, and you see a bunch of SoundCloud links. It gets to a point where it's just too many and you don't want to click on it. Yeah. So if you're on a podcast and you just happen to hear something that you like, I want that connection to happen with the audience. That's a great, great They're not way coming in expecting music, but they're leaving with, you know, just with a that. whole different playlist. So, yep. All right. So my next question for you is what was your favorite concert experience? Oh, man. I would have to say my favorite concert experience would have to have been when... Um, shit dog my favorite concert experience had to have been when uh currency had came by when when we ran into each other when currency had came by Mm. that had to have been one of my favorite um concert experiences just because first and foremost he's one of my favorite artists and then you have always been like one of i've always considered you like a brother so running into you it's always just for sure it's always so lit whenever i run into you because it's just like was it's, that at the Ninny Factory? It was at yeah. the Ninny Factory, yep. It oh, was damn. at the Ninny Factory a yeah. very long time ago, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, oh, it was just man. crazy. I yeah. remember I was in high school. Yep. Um, I think I was like a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And one of the homies hit me up, and he's just like, hey. And this was our first time actually hanging out. He's just like, hey, I heard you were pretty dope. You're a pretty cool dude. I have an extra ticket to Currency if you want to slide. And I was like... and. I think the concert was like on a weekday. It was. It was. Yeah. I still had school in the morning. Yeah, and then I I saw you there, and then we just all linked up for the rest of the night. Yeah, because I think uh, I would have to say that that had started my f- most favorite concert moments. Just because after that, my second favorite one would have to have been when me and you went to see Method and Redman when they came. Yeah. There over at the uh, Garden City when we went at out the, that uh, way. The Revolution. Yep. That's where I actually discovered uh, Mick Jenkins because he was on that tour. 
Yeah. Um, it, what, what was the tour name? Um, it was uh, Smokers, Club. Smokers Club. Smokers Club, yeah. I, yeah, I remember Mick Jenkins performing jazz, and uh, the version he performed was different from the one on the album, but like he had like a live um, band and stuff, so it just really, yeah. really it set the tone you, for man. you, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. So for my next question for you, as far as... Uh, again, as far as the podcast goes, what exactly kind of, I guess what I could ask what motivated you to start the podcast, but what initially lit the fire under you to start the podcast? Um, so I have, uh, a background in radio, mm-hmm. uh, radio broadcasting. Um, when I was a senior in high school, I did my senior project on radio, on radio broadcasting. And when I did that, I just got I was in every, like, I, I didn't just go and sit in the studio and watch the DJ do his thing. Like, I was on street team and I was watching them set up tents and tables and putting all the swag on the, uh, all the merchandise and all the candy. I saw all the ins and outs and I just, I mean, it was about five years ago and I've always had that passion for radio broadcasting, um, like, as an occupation. But I also listen to podcasts. I, I have like five podcasts that I listen to weekly. Nice. Um, I, I I have podcasts on Monday that I know that are going to drop, Tuesday that are going to drop, Thursday, Friday. And it just helps me get throughout like throughout my day. It helps me just get by. Um, it really, like I said uh, on your first question, I want, it, it's something that you can listen to and just have an hour, two hours pass and you you just... It just kind of takes you away for a second. Yeah, you, yeah. So with all that, I just... I've always wanted to do a podcast. Um, and like I said, like I finally have time to put time aside and actually focus on it and actually make it a real thing. So, Hell yeah. Okay. So last time we linked up at the studio, uh, you mentioned that you were like done making music or something. Um, is it true? And if so, why? You know, man, to be honest with you, I feel like... And it's, I don't think um, that it would be a lack of confidence in myself. It's just there are so many tremendous people that are being noticed for the things that they do now. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, it's hard to technically compete in that kind of realm. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't matter if I'm making music that's going to hit your soul or if I'm ma- making music that's going to hit the brothers in in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard for it's hard to compete with a lot of very talented people that I see myself surrounded by. So it's yeah. like seeing a lot of this talent it, again. It's not <laughs> I don't see it as me just kind of looking at it like oh damn like I don't have confidence in myself because I know that it doesn't matter whatever I get on. I've worked with you for so long. It doesn't matter what I get yeah. on. I'm able to just transform myself into that and and get that out. So do you think it was the energy in the room? You just really weren't feeling it because you didn't necessarily say you're done making music you just kind of were just like nah man i'm not really like i'm kind of done like i don't know i just kind of got that vibe off of you but i know exactly what you're saying as far as confidence goes because the, there's times where i will play a song back for someone and it, i have a, a, a feature on it and i don't get the same reaction as i get as a feature as yep. a feature but the thing yep. is if you know just taking myself or putting myself in your shoes um my flow it's not it's kind of unorthodox i i can say a bar 
and you know how like the melodic flows are nowadays like mm-hmm. you have to pick back up on that same style yep i don't like doing that i don't like to be and oh. I, I could do it but i i just feel like it's so repetitive and i'm not knocking my 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 peers and my collaborators because they're super dope with it but like off of initial listen you're just bopping your head listening to the beat and then someone comes and rides on the beat and then they it kind of just gives you that vibe like oh they fuck with that more but then if you listen to my my music or my verse multiple times you will start listening to the lyrics and that's my strong suit but i understand where you're coming from as far as like the lack of confidence it's taken me years to actually get to a point where i want to release music um on the break you guys heard my my guest or my feature with uh, gizmo and i'll be honest with you like that that feature um like he came in and he was just like you you can hear the confidence in him and he's just like he just rode that and then i was doing my verse and i i have this part where it's like um let me pull out the lyrics real quick so i definitely get what you're saying as far as as far as that cuz it's like uh, where i feel like even music in itself is a sport yeah because we've we pretty much could be Jordan and Scottie Pippen, but that mean that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be able to com- to compete yeah. in a LeBron James, Carmelo, or Iverson, Kobe era. I'm not one to ever gas anyone up. Mm. Like, I, if you have things to work on, I'm not going to be the one to be like, you know, I don't, I, I'm not fucking with it. Like, I want you to be able to find or to figure out like what you need to improve on to improve on it. Right. I'm not everyone because I have artists all the time sending me music and they're like, what do you think about it? I'm not going to sit there with like a notepad and critique and critique. You're going to find your own style eventually. Either mm-hmm. you are or you're not. But with you, you are you have the ability to just match a flow and, and match that cadence. And that's something that I understand and it's not easy to come by. So that's why when I kind of got that vibe off of you, I wanted to bring it up. Because it's it's a talent and I don't want it to go unnoticed. But just to wrap up the, the question, um, the song that I was doing with Gizmo, and this is all about the confidence thing. Mm-hmm he was able to just release that that hook so effortlessly in like two takes and then i matched his his hook and the cadence was like i just want to get away with you baby if you knew what i had to do it took me like 10 different takes because when i when i first initially did it i was shaky my voice was super shaky Mm because he killed it in like two takes yeah and having that having that kind of having that energy there when you're you've been in a sense when you've been doing this for so long having that energy there and it's a new light type of energy it's something that that light is very different from the light that you've been introduced to or you've been working with so it's just kind of like oh shit okay yeah let me what's what's awesome about wave cartel and all the artists that are a part of it is we're not just rappers coming to the studio and then that's it. Like we go out and, you know, have beers and we go have dinner. Like some of my artists are, you know, they go to my son's birthday party. Like we're family, you know? So it's not necessarily, um, like it's not, it it is a lack of confidence on my own end, but at the end of the day, like we're all trying to build and we're all trying to help each other get put on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would have to say just to, like you said, just to wrap up everything I do, would like to continue making music but i think for myself it would have to be on a at least for for now it would have to be on a kind of more of like a very few selective people basis just because i can at least 
pick up off of what's coming out right now because yeah. you have what you have signed to your um media group is just a lot of heavy hitters <laughs> you've got a lot of fucking monsters out there and you're like a chameleon because you can just blend in and work with that no matter how long it takes you're still able to it wasn't always like that though yeah like and this is no knock to any previous signees to wave cartel but it's all it's just a matter of adapting and not having just one style and yeah, it's very true i just it's not like i'm listening to a bunch of artists from out here and and, and saying like i want to work with this and this and this like no like I, I met up with archie um because so i have a studio that i ran out and i put on instagram that i have the day off i'm trying to just book out the entire day with sessions and archie was one of the guys who reached out and booked out an hour and a half and then from and he pulled up with Gizmo and that's when I initially met Gizmo. But Archie initially hit me up about a year ago. And ever since then, we've been linking up like every week. I started doing I did an album for him and then I did a, a music video for him, multiple music videos for him. And then it just that relationship just built. And now he's Wave Cartel. But at the end of the day, like I said, like it's it's family you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. we're we're all artists and it's not the relationship isn't manager rapper it, it's it's little it's brothers bro that's what's up so yeah so last question for you and then yeah last question uh i got for you is uh how long have you been producing your image and videography because i know you've been doing sound for for quite some time but as far yeah. as um <clears throat> so audio I just barely been getting into video, but for audio, it's been almost like seven years. Um, I initially started rapping when I was like 13, um, back in like 2009. And we did our album through um, Boise, Boise Records. And the album cost us about like $700. And it was me, my cousin Junebug big dreams um that just shows you how how way back we go big yeah. dreams was one of the songs that we played on the break mm -hmm. um our parents didn't have that kind of money we were 13 we didn't have that kind of money either so we all had to go in and basically freelance to pay off the the debt for our first album uh my cousin Junebug was outside um filling all the cracks with caulk and me and um dreams were inside the studio painting the walls, moving furniture, because the studio had a flood. So basically, we paid him $300. Our parents all pitched in $300, and then we still had like $400 in debt. So we basically just worked it all out. And then from there, um, I just saw how much how much effort it took and how much money it took to produce an album. So I just, I, I got a Guitar Hero microphone. Um, I made a pop filter out of a fishnet out of uh you know those those uh those tools we use to clean out the fish tank mm -hmm. it's a square and what i did was i made it a circle and i just i started recording myself because there's no way we could produce or we can make money at eight we were eighth grade and our parents weren't able to actually afford all that um no. <clears throat> so i was kind of forced into getting into audio production and then from there i just started building my studio more and more right and fast forward to 2020 um, also working in radio helped me understand a lot from the radio side of things, how to produce commercials and how the audio quality should be. And now 2020, we have, you know, a, 
a, a home studio for the artists and I engineer everything. Um, as far as video work goes, I've been, I just barely got into that this year. Um, cause, and <laughs> it, it's kind of funny because, um, shout out to my friend, my, my, my brother, Seth Ondrick, he recorded my first music video last year for my, one of my songs called dirty. And at the time he was charging like $300, um, now you can't even get a video from that guy. Uh, he's out in California. He's doing amazing things. But $300 for every video. And it's me and Andrew Groovy and all these artists. And it's just like we cannot cuff up $300 plus for every video. So what I did was I, I saved up money and I bought equipment for Wave Cartel. And we got our own camera gear. We got our own videography. And I had to learn how to produce videos and I had to learn how to shoot and with the help of Seth he helped me really um, figure out my camera how to shoot in manual how to white balance how to do everything how to nest your your video files and just everything bro and um, that was all this year um, and I've, I've done about eight videos now Hell yeah! and we're just continuing to grow bro honestly. hell yeah hell yeah it's awesome man for sure that's really cool, man, because it, it's it's crazy how well you adapt into the things that you're doing because it doesn't take you that long to learn a lot of these things. You have a lot of patience as far as and I'm sure that you don't have a lot of patience with certain things. But you have a lot of patience when it comes to, yeah, you know, sitting down and trying to pick things up. So that way you get it going when my mind just works that way, bro. I just yeah. I it's one of those things where it's just like, you you know, it's there. There's something there and you can't go to sleep until you figure it out. Right. That's how I feel about learning audio production. And that's how I feel about video production. Like I see, I see a music video and I see, I see an edit that they did and my mind, I just can't relax until I figure out how they did it. Right. Like I have to just, yeah, it just eats me alive, bro. But yeah, so that's three questions from each of us. Um, that's us. We're going to take a quick break, a quick music break. And then when we come back, we are going to be doing an album review. And for this week's album, it's going to be Reason of TDE. His new album, New Beginnings, just dropped. So don't go away. Been a, I was you should know you back up in the day. I was a kid. You should know you back up on the day. I was a you should know you back up in the day I was a kid. Crazy how you turn from being girl to not a sin. Feel like I done lost my mind, I don't got too many friends. Yeah. I've been smoking heavy, that's the reason for the sin. Yeah. Back up in my city and I'm cooling all alone now. Reason why I'm always quick, I never pick up no phone now. Took a cell, I'm in the vice, I can't fuck on my zone now. Took some time to realize you wasn't what we want now. Ooh, I fell in walls, caving in From losing what we love, that's why we double up the bins Reason why we double, they can't double cross again I need me a new one, man, stick with papers out the pen Ooh, oh my, oh my Let me represent before the day I gotta die Used to know you back up in the day I was a kid Crazy how you turn from being girl to not a sin Feel like I done lost my mind, I don't got too many friends I've been smoking heavy, that's the reason for the sin. They used to love me, now they hate me, niggas switching sides. Looking for forever with me, bitch, don't waste your time. Hey, and 
that back up in my city now. Can't say you was with me if I know that you were never down. Got so many people turning on me, this shit daily now. Got so many random bitches trying to have my baby now. Oh, oh my, oh my. Oh, oh my, oh my.
Okay, welcome back to the Surface Wave Podcast. Um, if you like those songs, go to www.wavecartelmedia.com to find out more music. Uh, mm-hmm. Song one was Andrew Cortez. Shouts out. Song two was Santos Act Right featuring Andrew. Respect. And then the third one was Archie Remember Me featuring Gizmo. Remember me. All right, so for this next segment, uh, we're going to be reviewing an album. Um, each week we're going to have an open discussion on a different album, new or previously released. And for this week's album, we're going to be talking about Reason, New Beginnings. Groovy, what was your take and how did you feel on the album? About the whole album, overall, I got the entire concept of what he was going for. I could definitely say that the album was a breath of fresh air. Yes, Um, for sure. Absolutely a breath of fresh air. Um, there were a couple songs where I feel like he could have definitely stepped up instead of going with the route of more of like, let me just bop and <laughs> bop some shit real quick, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, it took me a couple times to listen through it. Mm-hmm. For some reason, his uh, his voice was just, I, his voice was super raspy. But it kind of took me back to um, when I first listened to Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. Because mm-hmm. after the initial listen, I was just like, I don't like his voice. But it took multiple times listening through to understand like he, he they both use their voice as an instrument mm-hmm. to complement the uh, 
the 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 song. But for me, uh, like I felt like the pace of the album, as far as like the structure, was pretty solid. Yeah. From the intro to track five was up tempo. You hear songs with uh, Schoolboy Q and Absol. Oh yeah. And then when track six comes, um, that's actually one of the songs that I selected to to cover. Track six was I Can Make It featuring Rhapsody. So yeah, the reason why I chose this song to uh, to talk about was, I'm not even going to cap, I've never listened to rap- Rhapsody before, mm-hmm. and she, bro, honestly listening to her, I-, I felt like I was listening to like Lil' Kim, but with more, just like her swagger, the way she, I don't know, man, it just really, when I was listening to the whole album, that I just, I could not get over her, her verse. Um, some, some notable bars um, from Reason was, dealing with some kings, now they're calling me prophet. Um, that bar is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. And then another one that stood out to me was, I built this shit from ashes. That's ironic because we earned it. Yeah. <laughs> and I listened to that. But what, what, what's dope about this album is in this, in this time of, of artists dropping their, 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 their albums, it's not, this album is not really the style that's mainstream. And it, it's just refreshing to hear that the wordplay and bars still exist you know yeah my thing is with reason um i can't really say that i have honestly i have very many songs of his that i will you know say are a favorite but i can say the last album that he came out with um better days off of that album that he had previously came out with was probably one of the dopest songs that he had dropped and then obviously his feature on dreamville's album um was just Lambo truck was just insane. That's how I discovered reason as well too. Was off the Revenge of the Dreamers three album. Yeah. Um. His verse on Lambo truck was just so fire. Like, I I was just wondering how T our top dog and and Cole would feel listening to that song. Yeah, listening to it. Yeah. But yeah. So um, my, my last notable bar off of the song I can make it featuring Raps Rhapsody was, I'd rather show my ass through all these bars and get a band. And band together with some people who got triggers for the clan. Like, sex definitely sells, but she says, I'd rather show my ass through these bars and get a band. Yep. <laughs> like, just wordplay. Crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. What song, you know, what song stood out to you? Oh, man. So, first and foremost, uh, there's definitely one that I know that we both touched based on, um, but... My first one, and I didn't pick a notable bar that stood out to me. It was just the entire song. Uh, It was something more. The the first song that he started out with on the album. And the reason that I chose the song was just simply off of the fact of two reasons. Uh, As a a rapper or just as an artist all in all, you have to remember while you're in this industry or trying to make it, in this industry, you're living two different lifestyles. You're living a rapper's lifestyle where you're having to maintain the fact that you have to prove yourself to people. Uh-huh. You have to prove yourself to people as to why you're here. And secondly, while you're proving yourself to people and you're going to say some shit that people are going to like, you also have to remember you don't want to disrespect the people in your personal life. Whether it be friendships or, you know, your significant other, you mm-hmm. don't want your significant other to see some shit and then it'd be like, Well, why you know, you're you're you, you always have to carry some sort of cadence and always remember that you have to have more patience with yourself 
instead of just stressing about the day to day. And the reason I, I, I had definitely picked the song had to have been simply off the fact that it reminds me of the stress that builds from being a starving artist and not knowing how things will or won't work out in the end. Definitely. But praying that all the energy you have is the right investment, mm-hmm. not just as an artist, but also as a human being with friendships and relationships. You know, it's messing with the wrong man. Yeah. Not yeah. Trusting your intuition, but not knowing. Yep. I, I feel that 100%, man. And like the crazy thing is, is like back when we were younger, it was easy for us to say, you know, for us to say, and then also people to tell us, like, follow your gut instinct. Mm-hmm. Whereas now in this day and age, it's even scary to go off of that because you never know. You trust your gut yeah. instinct, but sometimes trusting your gut instinct also means that that ball will drop, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it'll bounce back up yeah. for you, you know? A lot of people believe in religion, some believe in the universe, yeah. but it's definitely just something out there has your your plan yeah. laid out for you. Just I yeah. think that's what trusting your intuition or gut means, you know, like, yeah. just, you know don't don't stop trying you know yeah you just gotta find a balance in in how you're trying to approach both things whether you're trying to be an artist or an influencer or whatever it is you're trying to do in this day and age because now that technology has gotten so advanced you're able to pretty much invent yourself and continue reinventing yourself in different things because you can learn and adapt with so many different things whereas being in a position like reason him obviously being older than us and having to deal with the stresses of well i just left you know maybe i left from my mom's house you know me and my mom was beefing i get to my girl's house and now me and my girl are beefing because i'm not always with her i'm at the studio but she don't understand that i'm trying to make it for us and she don't see the big picture type of thing is definitely relatable for sure oh yeah the uh the, the whole album like i said the pace of it the the first half of it was up tempo Mm -hmm. and listening to the album going into it that's kind of what threw me off was that 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 initial listen it was just like okay another up tempo album but then like i said track six comes on and it's just it just turns into a whole different vibe a whole different energy from the one with schoolboy q and absol yep um another one that really stands out to me is window cries Mm -hmm. um the outro of the album it starts with an audio recording of Reason signing his album to TDE, and it's a candid recording. Like you, you can hear the quality of it. It's it's live and it's raw. And then Reason goes into it talking about his insecurities and he, maybe he fucked up. He, he he says that he left his 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 people that he knew and trusted and signed with some people that he didn't even know. And he's talking about how Top Dog, um, his son is his manager now and what happens if I beef with top dog? Whose side are you going to take on? Like, whose side are you going to take? Like, you're my manager. Are you going to be business or are you going to be family? Your yeah. dad is, is top dog, you know? And and then it, and then he goes, um, he's talking about all his insecurities and questioning and how, like, basically signing a contract is a scam. And then he goes, hold on, they're coming. And then, and then he switches the perspective and says, if I try to talk to, to top dog about this, they're going to say that I'm spoiled and, um, I don't appreciate nothing. And honestly, that song just really stands out to me because I hear the same narrative from artists all the time saying that they shouldn't oh, yeah. have, they shouldn't have signed a contract. They wish they would have read the terms. And it, it just, um, it brings me back to like with what, what wave cartel is because 
when you sign a deal, you, you, you get an advance. So right off top, you, you get a cash advance for a million dollars because you sign a deal. You're now a million dollars in the hole. You're not a million dollars richer. You're, you, you got a you loan. So that contract gives you an engineer, gives you a beat producer, it gives you a videographer, it gives you a social media team, it gives you everything. And it all sounds good. But at the end of the day, when your album drops and you sell 30,000 copies, um, whatever that equation is, you're not getting 100% of all that. You're probably getting like 20% of it after you have to pay the lawyer, you have to pay the engineer, you have to pay all the licensing fees. So it sounds all good on paper up front. And it, but at the end of the day, it's not. And that's kind of like the principle that I took on creating Wave Cartel because Groovy, you come into the studio and you have a song that you want to record. I'm the engineer. Hooligan makes your beat. I master it. There's there's no middlemen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As an artist, you're able to come in and just focus solely on your creative craft on that. Yeah. And that's what these rappers are sacrificing by signing these contracts because they don't have a studio to go to. They don't have someone to do their videos. They don't have someone to do the beats. All of that, you give percentages and royalties out to people. And yeah. you're, you're losing more and more of your masters. And that's why that song really stood out to me because everyone in Wave Cartel it owns 100% of their masters. And that's what I, I really strive for at the end of the day because... If we can be independently owned and operated with no middlemen, we're all in-house. We're all, you know, everyone is contributing to this bigger thing. At the end of the day, we have more power in this industry. Yep. And I, I, I like to keep it that way. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So as far as uh, the second song that I chose, um, I decided to go with West Side. Um, reason I decided to go with West Side is because, first and foremost... I have to give a lot of props to Reason for, first of all, creating a song like this. Because I feel like there hasn't been a song created like this in a very long time. Mm -hmm. And the new years that we have ahead of us, a lot of people aren't making music like this. A lot of people aren't, or at least songs like this, I should say, where they're explaining to a potential person that could have not only a huge influence in their own life, but... To show them, like, I'm a human being. I know what you need to have someone care about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, like, I, I had to play this song for um, for my significant other. And when I played it to her, she listened to it, and she just cried. Mm-hmm. She cried because it just touched home on a lot of things for her and, and being frustrated with a lot of things that are going on. So yeah. um, I don't want to put too much out there, but... You know, it's it's definitely it's definitely a song that I feel like a lot of females, especially a lot of females, should definitely yeah. at least at least take a listen to and just you know understand what their worth is yeah. before you know getting yourselves into something with somebody who's just going to deplete and diminish mm-hmm. what your light is and what you bring to the table. That's what I'm saying about this album, man. It's it's literally a breath of fresh air. Like, oh it, yeah, especially in this time where we're in a pandemic and no one is certain about anything the fact that we can get an album that is not party and club and drugs and it's life experience that's why i thought it was so refreshing to just listen to man honestly um one another song that stood out to me was um a song called fall 
And it's honestly, I'm surprised that like the media hasn't covered this because he has a controversial bar about uh, Mac Miller. Um, so I'm just going to read the, it's like two bars. Um, it says, look, you said you want to be an artist. Well, we're going to turn you into an addict, get rid of the people that you got on with, then give you the tools to dig your own shit, surround you with some whack people, some yes men that's going to tell you that your raps are iller, a couple cars, some jewelry, make your stacks bigger Then one day you could become the next Mac Miller. And that bar stands out to me because it's not. It's a touchy, controversial bar because Mac Miller just passed. Well, not recently. It's been about over a year now. But it's just so, so sad how many snakes are in this game. How many come into your company just because they know that you can do something for them. And being in the music industry, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen people have smiles and have a fake personality when around because they feel the come up and they feel it. And it's just a matter of trying to trying to weed out the fake and all the snakes but if if someone is a yes man to you and making you feel like everything you're doing is right you're not going to want to get rid of that that energy because everyone else is telling you what you're doing wrong and it's just honestly like it's a double-edged sword because it, it does do you well but at the end of the day it can harm you and end up like mac miller an addict someone who his own friends were giving him drugs and supplying his addiction it, it's honestly just a cutthroat game that 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 we that we're in, you know. That's why that bar really stood out to me. I think what makes me very weary and what makes me very anxious about making music overall the most is the fact that there is a lot of fucking people out there who have no problem with taking advantage over someone who is a damaged piece of work. Yeah, they yeah. have. They had. They they lose no sleep taking advantage of someone who is hurt who is just tired who is just exhausted run down but has to keep up a persona because it's one of the most vulnerable yeah one of the most prayed yeah they live in a glass house yes for sure their their whole life is put out in front of everything so it hit home for me when he said uh the bar about mac miller because i'm just like i remember you know, best day ever coming out. Wiz Khalifa always being on his on on uh, as a feature on his on his albums, his mixtapes, and everything like that. So it's just like coming into I and I I mean this in no disrespectful way, but coming into California when you think that you have to be out in California to do your thing. The podcast that I've listened to, a lot of people are starting to move out of Los Angeles, move away from California because yeah. it's become such a toxic place. And just people just people are just they're so in a hurry to do their thing. They just don't give a fuck about the next person that's next to them. Mm-hmm. And like it's I just, said, it's cutthroat, bro. Yeah, it's very everyone crazy. Everyone sees it as a ladder and everyone's trying to move up. Even if that means burning you or yeah. using so you me, to their advantage. Let me, let me, with that being said, let me ask you a question. When you have an artist who comes in and works with you, you know this person has a problem. Whether this person wants to acknowledge the problem or not. Or not how do you approach a hurt artist? How do you approach an artist who you know has damaged to them and you're still trying to make them feel comfortable without having to supply them with do you know what I mean because for as long as I've known you and and I've worked with you you've never been one to 
put something in front of somebody and force them to do whatever it is that you're doing? I So first and foremost, I, I come from addiction. My, I, I come from deep-rooted, you know, like family members who, mm-hmm. who suffer from it. So I understand that it's real and it's not someone just trying to get away and trying to get it. You know, they're, they're not trying to just get high or get drunk. Like they're, they're trying to suppress something. Um, I've had a lot of artists come into the studio who I've built lo- like life term, lifelong relationships with. I-, I consider them brothers and sisters. And at the end of the day, man, I just realized they're going to do what they want to do you could judge them and and make them feel like they're not worth anything. So then they're going to start hiding things from you and they're not going to want to come around no more. Honestly, all I can offer is just an open conversation, just letting you know, like I've, I've been there to, to an extent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I take mental health and I take mental health super serious. Um, and I, I, I'll be open to say like, when when my son was born in 2016, I was 19 years old, um, working labor job. I, I just felt like the world was crashing on me, and I felt like the anxiety and depression was so heightened that I was tired of smoking and I was tired of taking substances or drinking or whatever to just cope and get through the day. And I actually went to like a behavioral specialist, someone who specializes in, in, in the brain chemistry, man. And a lot of the things that I've come to realize is a lot of things that she said, like, you have to fake it till you make it. You have to tell yourself that you're happy. You have to convince your brain because there's it's a, it's a, it's a lack of chemical release that's going on inside. And you have to take moments out of your day and breathe and deep breathe and meditate and just remind yourself that everything is okay. But a lot of these artists use these substances to create and they use them to get them into a certain creative space. Yeah. So it's 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 hard to try to be sane because as a as a creative, you're you're tapping into something that's not there and you, you use up a bunch of dopamine. And at the end of the day, t- tomorrow you wake up and play back that that song you did. You have such a lack or depleted amount of dopamine where you just feel depressed because the night before you felt super happy you, you felt, felt alive yeah yeah and then you wake up the next day and you're just you you feel like you're down and out and so to t- to touch back to your question i just offer advice on what i've gone through what i've seen family go through um yeah i i don't try to I don't try to act like I have the answers because everyone's different. Right. But I just want people to know that you could confide. You don't got to worry, you know, judgment free zone type thing. No, that's cool, man. Because a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people who do end up using substances to try and just get over something also feel like when it will help with their music because they are able to create a persona and what they want their music to be based off of or whatever the case is. But building a character that isn't you or doesn't have your soul you're just pretty much building a shell of where you want to go and hide or get away when you don't want people to you don't want to feel vulnerable with people when sometimes it's good when people are vulnerable i'm glad that i can come to you and i can talk to you about very personal shit because i know that if i come to you and i'm so frustrated that i can 
get to the point where I'm drawing tears, you're not going to be like, bro, here, hit this or here, take this. Like, yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? Like, cause it, at the end of the day, you're going to wake up and still feel it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it. Exactly. It's just a temporary suppressive man. And yeah. it's at the end of the day, you can either want to get better or you can keep hiding it or you can just talk, you know, mm-hmm. but on a brighter note, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to play some break, beats, break. some beats produced by Hooligan. Hooli with the Thule. Okay, welcome back to the Surface Wave Podcast. Those were beats produced by Hooligan. Um, if you guys want to check them out, go to www.wavecartelmedia.com backslash beats. Um, and for this last and final segment, it's called Yes, No Potential. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be playing three songs that we found from Instagram or YouTube comments. Um, you know when you're on Instagram and you're on your favorite rapper's Instagram post and there's someone posting something about their music spamming it saying that they're a 15 year old rapper from so and so or do you think i should quit making music or mm-hmm. whatever spam it is we actually clicked on those links um this is our first time listening to every single song and we're going to give you our genuine response with yes no potential so song number one is from at mari 4k um, that's at M-A-R-R-I-4-K. And his Instagram comment was, I will soon become the best rapper ever. Just wait. So we're going to load up his song and we're going to see if he is the best rapper ever. How much of this do you think we should listen to? How long is it? It's like 3.41. I say we at least listen to. We'll give it up until like 30, 45 seconds. That works. Can you hear it? Yeah. 
So this is Mari Talk to Me. Okay, so uh, off initial release, I can hear what he's going for. Um, maybe the production can be a little... I'll give it a maybe. Or no, I'll give it a potential. Um, a lot of the comments are... Com- they're actually quoting best rapper ever. I, I guess they all came from the same um, post. I'm not going to say no. That's Fill my it. stance. Feel it. I give it potential. Yeah, potential. Absolutely. Like I said, it... There's there's definitely room for improvement on on a few things. Yeah. Um he's definitely whispering a little too much. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I was that that kind of blends into my question for you. So as far as with the artist, um what do you feel about production on that? What do you feel about beat? What do you feel about his use of the extras under his voice, you know what I mean? Um I as a producer, I would definitely try I mean, if you're going to whisper on a song, I would definitely Make it so it's not so behind the beat. I would make it so it's actually compressed with reverb and you can actually hear it. I mean, um, there's a little, a few things I would do different on the engineering process. But like I said, it's, you know, it has potential. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm not going to knock an up and coming artist. Maybe he's the one who engineered it himself. Um, but yeah, I would just, if you're going to do whispering, I would play on the actual elements of whispering i'd have you know reverb panning to left and right or a reverb channel underneath your actual main track um but yeah besides that like i said i understood what he was going with yeah concept was dope absolutely so song number two is from the real henny that's yeah at the real henny on instagram the comment said ak need to post my album just look at the cover So let's pull it up real quick. What's the deal? So this song is from uh, Henny. That's his actual rap name, and the song's called "My Dick." <laughs> it's something for you, dick riding motherfuckers. Oh. Your clout chasing ass motherfuckers. Oh my niggas, I love y'all. Sound, sound, It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. I. It's not bad. But 
I would definitely. I would trim some of the intro. I yeah, because leading up to it, like leading up to it, was really good, and then when the hook came in and it just started saying "my dick, my dick," that kind of threw me off. It kind of yeah, came yep. like I don't know. It, it's it sounded kind of like a pop song. Like after that part, um, I would say potential. I was gonna say yes up until I heard that that yeah, the breakdown I, on the hook. I'd have to agree. Yeah, definitely potential there. And this is like, like again, we, his first comment about it was just take a look at my album, the just, artwork. Yeah, it says, AK, you need to post my album. Just look at the cover. Yeah, the cover. The artwork definitely will gravitate people to look at it. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, I definitely would view uh, uh, other songs off of that. So, so far we have two potentials. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for the last song, this is from underscore lil underscore op underscore two and you can find him on instagram at lil dot op his uh comment was should i quit rapping so let's pull that up we will uh see if he should or not Maybe we should have listened to the other songs all the way to the end because I actually like the ending, the little switch up they did at the end. Well, so I would say, I would say yes, um, because I feel like they understood what they were trying to do. Um, I would say yes. Ah uh, man, that definitely changes for me. I'm gonna have to say no. Yeah, because. Just simply off of the fact of two reasons, and I I would have to listen to more of this artist's music, but just simply off of this, the only thing that I'm getting is an artist that I really don't like. I really don't like, and what I hear is what I hear is Nav. I don't like <laughs> Nav a whole lot. But what I will say yeah. is the reason that I say this also. My second reason is because of this. 
I'm more interested in knowing who the person is on the hook more than I am knowing about the artist. It themselves. could be little AR. We're not sure yet. Yeah. But the reason why I say yes is because on the past two previous songs, I feel like so case for the first song, it, it sounded okay. But the whispering really got to me. Mm-hmm. If you're going to whisper, fully commit, fully, Clearly, just yeah. go all the way. That, that means with the ad libs and the production and everything. Agree. Potential. The second song, it was good up until it got to the hook. And then it just kind of got cringe for me because he just, the hook literally was my dick, my dick, That's my dick. That's not something you could roll around and listen exactly. to. Exactly. You know? This song, if... If it was Nav who sang this song, you know it would be on the it radio. Would be, it would be. Or something. at least on some Spotify playlist. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So that's why I said, I would say yes. Feel. But I, I understand. But I'm just more interested on who the person is on the hook. More than I am the actual artists themselves. Because gotcha. that's the only thing that I've, I feel is advertised right now. Because the person on uh, the... Uh, that's the, his verses. Great verses. I'm, I'm going to give him that. I can't knock him for that. And yeah. I'm sure, like I said, he's got other great music. This song in particular just doesn't do it for me. Just because... The I only, respect that. The only place that I find my interest in is more about the featured artists. More than it creates... Uh... Uh an interest or a question on who Lil Op exactly is. <laughs> I feel that. You know what I mean? So we got potential, potential, yes, no. Yeah. We could agree on the potentials. Yeah. Okay. So that's it for this week's episode of the Service Wave Podcast. Um, next week, we're going to have another segment of yes, no, potential. Um, if you want to submit your music, send it to Wave Cartel MGMT at gmail.com and then we're going to be reviewing benny the butcher's new album burden of proof produced by hit boy um yeah we appreciate you guys um if absolutely if you've made it this far to the episode we definitely genuine appreciate all the support um i'm craze i'm groovy um any any last words before closing um or? definitely if you guys got a chance you got instagram definitely check out our instagram follow and stay tuned with everything that we got going on yep. our instagram is at surface wave podcast um and then you can follow me at cray 001 i no longer have an instagram so i'm off the radar you're gonna you're gonna get back on that bro i probably will actually before closing i want to talk to you mm-hmm how do you feel about Dogface 208? Because we we are Idaho natives, yep. And Dogface 208 is potentially the first to really put to go on, viral yeah, in to Idaho go very, to go very and viral. to make it even better. He's native and Mexican, which I, is what I am. Yeah, I feel very put I feel, on. I feel very proud. I feel very happy because first of all, he's not somebody who's trying to exploit himself. He's just a genuine soul trying to have a good time. Yeah. Is what I get off of the dude. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's cool because I mean he's always going on about for being a 420 soldier which is awesome 420 soldiers that's his merch so that's that's his deal he's got a lot of amazing people surrounding him that are helping him out helping his family out i think it's it's a really beautiful thing to see the one thing that i liked is um i heard an interview that he was on and he said that he sees himself as a star right now but eventually he will burn out and yeah. other people he's, will he's smart, ride bro. something else where 
he's not getting into the ego trips or anything like that. So I think it's a very beautiful thing. Yeah, I was reading an article too about it, and he, because um, he works at a potato factory. Uh, yep. Ironic as fuck, but he told his boss if he can have a six month leave because he knows it's that this viral fame is gonna die out. Yeah, and he's gonna have to go back to normal society. I respect which I think that. is is dope because if you if you think about any Instagram or Facebook um, viral sensations, they always die out. They it, it doesn't last forever. And sometimes it's ugly the way they die out. So yeah, so that's the Surface Wave podcast. We appreciate you guys for joining us. Tune in next Monday for Yes, No Potential, and we're going to be reviewing Benny the Butcher, Burden of Proof. Love you guys.